0: Do you find life challenging today? Do you ever wonder why all the chaos in the world? Would you like to find more peace, more joy? Would you also like to be more connected to the children in your world? If so, stay tuned right now for Life-Changing Moments with Sharon Wyckoff, educator spiritual seeker and teacher. And now, your host, Sharon Wyckoff.
1: Welcome everyone to Life-Changing Moments. I am Sharon Wyckoff and thank you Don for that great introduction. It is just a pleasure to be here with BBS Radio and to have them organizing everything that goes on behind the scenes. So thank you for joining me. I'm so excited about this. I really have put a lot of thought into what I wanted to share with you during life-changing moments. And um, yeah, just really looking forward to having some fun. And hopefully this will um, shed some light on these times of transition and transformation, as well as being inspiring and uh, educational and uplifting. So, you may ask, why the title, Life-Changing Moments? Well, I truly believe that we all have these moments happening in our life, or we can have them opening, uh, happening in our life. However, we do do need to be present to the moment to really take them in sometimes. If we are thinking about our to-do list or everything that's going on in the world, we aren't always present to the the moment, the now. And when we aren't, they can pass us by. So we really have to have... You know, ears to hear them, eyes to see them, and a heart to feel them. And I'm going to share with you um, one life-changing moment that happened to me many years ago, and it's why I'm before you today, because it brought me to radio. This is 2006, and I had heard about a program beginning about writing your memoirs. And writing your memoirs is not what I was interested in. Um, I was just beginning to write my books about children. and But I was pulled to it. There was something that said to me, join, join the class. It was about 15 minutes um, from my hometown. And so I followed my intuition and went. And surely in the middle of the program, they started talking about a radio program that was actually uh, in, had just started. It was a radio station that was on the property of where this um, meeting was being. And somebody invited me to be on their show. And then later I learned that there was a possibility of having my own show. So that was a life-changing moment for me because I said yes. I had not really wanted to do radio. However, the editor of my book, And one of my daughters had said, Mom, you should do radio. And I go, why? I said, no, um, no, I had not been drawn to it. But here was a moment where it was presented to me, and I said, yes. So for me, that was a life-changing moment. And I went on to have the family hour there, and I loved it so much at KGGV that I Started doing the morning show two or three days a week, being on air two hours playing music. I just loved it. And then I went to Blog Talk Radio and had the voice of change there for a number of years. And now I'm with BBS Radio, and I'm excited to be here. So I wanted to share that and then a little bit about my background, and I'll also give you a little bit more of an overview of the program in general of where I'm going to go with this. And um, so let me tell you that. uh, Who am I to be doing this radio show? (laughs) I have been passionate about life since I was 10. I felt the presence, actually the presence of what I call God. I was uh, 10 years old and had really been thinking about the family religion. I had been going to their churches and actually exploring other churches of mine um, that I was drawn to. And nothing really clicked. So I kind of said no to the religion as I knew it. And in that moment, there was a presence that came over me that was undeniable, and I call it God, Um, And that has led me on my pathway for searching for many, many years. So um, the first thing I found many years later, like when I was a teen, although I did become a Sunday school teacher in the traditional religious sense, I found Unitarian Universalist, and it was there for a while. And then I became a minister. um, or took the ministerial training in Church of Religious Science. And explored Buddhism, explored Qigong many years ago, and then recently, because I needed a healing, actually, this past summer, I found a teaching that I had just had a glimmer of about five, um, ten years earlier, and that spring for Qigong with Master Lin, and he is just brilliant, bringing um, the whole world of Qigong into a format that is easy to do for anyone. And I really had a healing within their um, teaching with their healer. And here I am today, not worrying about my health, luckily, and just proceeding with life. So that's a little bit about my spiritual path uh, background. I also started babysitting very early in my, in my life. Children were just um, such, a, um, such a drawing card for me. I just adored being with them. And I was still really a child myself at the time. I was babysitting by 11, 12 um, age, years of age and went on to become a teacher. And that's another life-changing moment, going from being a secretary apprentice to a teacher, which I'll share with you another time. And so I went and got my teaching credentials and have just enjoyed the world ever since. Um, My day job is a piano teacher. I've been one for decades. I absolutely love it. I continue it to this day. But I have a passion for how this universe works. I have a passion for spirituality, and I have a passion for children. And so that brings me um, to this moment. And this program is titled, Times of Transition and Transformation. As I said, I've always been interested in the makings of this world. What makes it tick? What are the laws that are really governing it? So I have always been on the search of that. And... The reason it enters into this program is because I believe that it's the intensity, I'll say, and the confusion perhaps that is in the world right now that makes it hard to be present sometimes in life, present to the now, so that we miss the life-changing moments. And... um, I think this is so much a part of, of the world right now. We have to address it. And although I'm not going into um, all that's going on in this next segment uh, today, I'm going to be talking about the history and the reason we're having the chaos today. It's just fascinating. I have notes dating back to 2010 when I was in a, a lecture by a gentleman who understood ageless wisdom in a just amazing way. And he was telling us what was happening about the changing of the ages, the changing of the zodiac. So I'm going to go into that right after our first break. Today, there is so much going on in the world. Some people are experiencing loss. Um, illness of friends, of themselves. I certainly went through this last year. Uh, Depression, instability are not uncommon for many. And yet we have to know on the other side of this coin, Mother Earth is in the midst of a huge energetic upgrade that we also need to recognize in order to comprehend the fullness of these times. And some of the practices that are available for us today, some of the teachings that are available for us to all learn in past decades were only learned by the monks and monasteries. And so today we have so much available to us, so many possibilities. And I like to call it fields of possibility where we can truly live in the fields of, of peace, of harmony, of faith, although we're going to be called at times if we get ill or we have a challenge in our family or neighborhood and community or our country, are just um, we can be called to have to be in um, a place of hearing and handling these other, this, these challenges which are in front of all of us today, and yet if we learn some of these practices and ways of being, we can really be centered in the moment and be open to whatever comes our way. It's kind of like being on a roller coaster, and roller coasters are not my thing for sure, <laughs> But. When we get on a roller coaster, and I probably haven't had that experience for some decades now, we have to be prepared for anything because we don't know when it's going to be a smooth ride and we don't know when it's going to be a bumpy ride. So we really have to be prepared for anything. And so that's why um, during this program, I'm going to share with you different techniques of being in the moment, of becoming centered so that we can live in that place most of the time and be ready for life to take place. So, I'm gonna take a sip of water here. As I said, I'm going to share with you about the cycles that the planet is going through right now, and that's why we see the chaos that's going to be in the second segment. Um, Also, we're going to have a segment, the last segment probably today, which is going to be about our children ourselves. And as a mother, an elementary teacher, a piano teacher, and also a former director of children's programming at numerous uh, metaphysical churches, children have always been a huge part of my life. Um, They are so so precious, and they are our future. And children live very much in the now. So when we become centered and we can live in the now too, we can share these moments of joy with them. So that's going to be another aspect of um, life-changing moments. Let me see what else. I have 101 notes in front of me. So I know I'm only going to have time for maybe 33 or 34 of them today. See where else I want to go with this. Um, Let me share with you a poem that is going to be one that I'll refer to at different times because it's so much important today to do with our children. But in case you have not been nurtured in a beautiful way in your um, family of origin, it really can be supportive to you today too. Um, I know for myself, I was raised in a family that was not unloving, but not... They were loving, but I guess they didn't listen to me. Perhaps that's why I do so much of my work today. is about listening to myself as well as listening to children. And when we have not been listened to, we can go in a couple different ways. We can withdraw or we can become very much of a, um, out there, maybe even a bully to get our word out. So let me share this poem with you. It's just a beautiful one. I actually had it on the, um, hanging in my children's bedroom. Many, many years. It was written in 1972 and it's by Dorothy Law Nolte. If children live with criticism, they learn to condemn. If children live with hostility, they learn to fight. If children live with fear, they learn to be apprehensive. So I'm going to stop for a moment because I do want you to think too, in case you have had a challenging. Um, upbringing. You know, this can be true for you today, too. And I will be sharing ways that we can overcome this because I certainly have had to grow into um, becoming a different person that I was as a child and in my home of origin. Continuing, if children live with ridicule, they learn to feel shy. If children live with jealousy, they learn to feel envy. If children live with shame, they learn to feel guilty. If children live with encouragement, they learn confidence. If children live with tolerance, they learn patience. If children live with praise, they learn appreciation. If children live with acceptance, they learn to love. If children live with approval, they learn to like themselves. If children live with recognition, they learn it is good to have a goal. If children live with sharing, they learn generosity. If children live with honesty, they learn truthfulness. If children live with fairness, they learn justice. If children live with kindness and consideration, they learn respect. If children live with security, they learn to have faith in themselves and those about them. And if children live with friendliness, they learn the world is a nice place to live in. And again, the title of that is Children Learn What They Live uh, by Dorothy Law Nolte, And from the 1970s. Also, I do have part of it on my website. I have a website. It's called theartoflivinglife.org theartoflivinglife.org, and it has uh, inspirational quotes on there. It also has uh, the classes that I'm going to be uh, presenting or offering in February and March, and it has a lot about parenting on there, just various things. So, that's a little bit about that. Let me see if there's anything else. Otherwise, I'm going to... We can either take a break now or I can jump into the second segment. Um, okay. So, let's do that. We're going to a break right now and then we'll come back. And I'm going to be talking about the types of transition that we're in right now and the transformational aspect of it. And why we have the chaos we have to do see you in a few minutes
0: do you find life challenging today do you ever wonder why we are having so much chaos in the world would you like to find more peace more joy if so Tune in to life-changing moments for a deeper understanding of why the chaos today, as well as how to find more peace in these times of transition and transformation. All parents, would you like to create a more peaceful household? Would you like to feel more peaceful as a parent? Sharon Wyckoff has had the joy of parenting three children for over 50 years. She is offering her peaceful parenting class over six weeks. Visit theartoflivinglife.org today. Learn principles and practices for creating a peaceful household that works for all ages of children. Visit theartoflivinglife.org today. So welcome back to Life Changing
1: Moments. During this segment, segment, I want to talk about why we are seeing the chaos and the challenges and the diversity we're seeing today in the division. Um, I love to talk about this because I don't think it's out there enough, and it's so important for us to know because we are in a transition. And I'm referring back to notes that I took on this uh, took about this in from two thousand and ten on a lecture by uh, a gentleman who understood the ageless wisdom in just an amazing way. So what's happening right now? and b- by the way, I have to say, I am not an astrologer, but I have just picked up enough to give you some background in, in what's happening. So basically, Our planet, because of the way it turns, faces a constellation, and it stays in that place for approximately 2,500 years, long time. And we take in the energies from that planet. So we have been um, facing Pisces, would you believe, since 1625. But then in 1675, Aquarius began coming in. So here we are in the 2000s now, 300, 400 years later, and we're really into the Aquarius, near the constellation of Aquarius. So therefore, the energies from Aquarius are coming to the planet big time right now. And so the energies of Pisces had one type of energy, And it also promoted a lot of individuality. So you see some big personalities out there today, right? And these big personalities kind of want to keep things the way they are. They're not so eager about changing into the higher vibrations that are coming with Aquarius. They may or may not know this, but energetically, even if we don't know this, we feel something happening. So as we go into Aquarius, this is more about people coming into their own sense of what is right for them rather than being um, in a group or a herd as we were in Pisces at times. It's becoming, we're becoming more individualized in the sense that we know who we are and we're looking within, not without so much for. The answers we're turning within, and because we're in this division, a lot of the um, institutions we have put our mm, our trust in, you know, are not the same as they were. They too are adapting and changing and breaking up at times, you know. The religious system that we know, the educational system, the medical system, the political system, everything is in flux right now because when the planet is blessed with these energies of light, they are of a higher vibration and so people want to do things differently. So I have some things here I wanted to share about this. Um, The old order is being broken up in a way, but there are many that want to hold on tight. And they also want to have control over people. They would rather have less people to control, too, um, so that their control was more powerful. but that's kind of the old the old patterns. We have many now that are saying, you know, think for yourself. In fact, uh, some of the articles that I have read in the magazine Emergence recently are talking about this is the time to really become who you are and to move into your own personhood, so to speak. And each of us are part of this new creation. We are creating this new world together. So what you say yay to or nay to is important. So it's calling us to really know our values, to get more in touch with what is important to us so that we know when to say yay and when to say nay. And again, as I said, I'm not an astrologer, but if you want some good astrologers, astrologers, uh, Lynn Bell is excellent, Rio Olski is a great one, and Michael Lennox, they all can give you more of the details of what I'm talking about, but I'm just giving you what is important to know today to live better. So... No matter what's going on out there, and believe me, I researched this for about six to nine months and learned things that I really didn't want to know about and decided to, uh, that I needed to go in a different way. So I know there's a lot out there about what's going on. I'm going to focus more on being present with what we can do in the moment to be centered so that we can live the best life we can and really be present for life-changing moments. Life-changing moments can give us a new direction in life. They can open our heart tremendously. They can just give us great joy and laughter when we connect with another. So we don't want to miss out on those moments, and that's going to be my focus. So I want to talk somewhat about the practices that we can do to become centered no matter what's going on in the outside world. One is so important, and I did it just before this program began. I went to an area, I live here in Mount Shasta, where I could walk close to the mountain and just take in nature. It's important for us to get away from our devices, away from our computers, our phones, even the electricity in our uh, homes. You know, it gives us great advantage, but it also is an energetic um, down drain on our nervous system. So taking yourself out into nature. If you have children in your life, go out into nature with them, too and let them look under a rock or build a snowman or play in the water. Going into nature and getting away from the devices, the energetics of the electricity in the house, all of that is great. Years ago, I took a class with... It's either Amos Clifford or Clifford Amos, (laughs) I could never remember. It was in Santa Rosa, and it was just so beautiful. He taught us how to go out into nature and really connect with nature and invited us to introduce ourselves to a tree. And he says when you do that, the roots of the tree take that information down and share it amongst themselves. And I really feel this is true. I live on a property some beautiful old uh, redwood trees, and I do feel that, you know, as I talk to one, they they share what I'm saying <laughs> with the others. Let's see what else I have here. Are you Going into nature, too, or into the silence can allow you to get in touch with your inner voice, which is so important, with the interprompting of what is important to you. When we are on all the time and in the outer world, we don't take time to hear what our system wants us to hear, what our direction is. So times of silence are very important. Another practice I wanted to share with you today, and that is the art of blessing. There is a book called The Gentle Art of Blessing. It's by Pierre Pradhan, and it is so beautiful because it offers us an opportunity to, instead of using judgment, which is typical of what you know many of us have done, we can bless a situation, and it really was instrumental in allowing me to switch from not really well not. Judging, but maybe criticizing, yeah, criticizing, judging um, situations or others to blessing them. And um, you can do this, especially with life and all that's going on in our world. When you see something or hear something that is going on and you really can't make a difference in that moment, other than perhaps a prayer, you can do a blessing. Um, because the fact that you want to help sends an energy into the universe, that your heart is opening, that there's a vibration of love there, and it just shifts the way things happen. So you can send a blessing. And I'm just going to read a short paragraph from this book, and this, again, is from The Gentle Art of Blessing. The practice of blessing, uh, Pierre says, is a simple way to develop a constantly centered awareness. It's also a tool for growing in universal love and avoiding judgment. When you bless all those you meet in their total happiness and true integrity without without the slightest concern for their appearance, expression, race, class, or any label, When you wish them the very best, the very best from your innermost being, it is impossible for your heart not to expand. So again, we can just use that when we are faced with a situation that is challenging and we can't do it, make a difference in that moment. Also, I am a person that has studied many, doma- uh, many uh, modalities and have gathered a lot of tools. So I'm never going to be one saying, "Do this It'll do it this way for sure." You have the choice, but I want to bring um, inspiring teacher teachings to you perhaps for upliftment, and also so that we can navigate these times easier. So I'll be sharing different things. Um, I have always been on the side of God rather than intentionality, and I heard Carolyn Mace and Lynn McTaggart share a radio show one time where they were talking, uh, it was a video online, where Carolyn Mace was talking about uh, ascended masters and the spiritual aspect of life and prayer, and Lynn McTaggart, her very good friend, was talking about intentionality. So, because I had been really um, sitting on the side of prayer and intention of prayer and ascended masters and relate to Jesus and Buddha. I took some time off over the last year. It just ended about six months ago and really worked with intentionality. And I love the work that I did, but for me, it wasn't as personal as I needed it to be. So I've come back to the side of, of a God and Ascended Masters and Really, when we get to understand really what God is, it's really universal laws that can seem very impersonal at times, but also very intimate. And the ascended masters are there for us. I believe they are overseeing the planet right now. I've understood that they are, understand that they are watching over us. So to me, this has been a great um, support in knowing that we are taken care of and we are looked after. The ascended masters offer that, uh, angels, archangels. Um, So those are some of the tools that you can use to really be present in the moment of whatever works best for you. Um, and I will reiterate again, going into nature on a regular basis is so important. One ask, one other point I want to bring up, I heard this, Carolyn Mace talk about this the other day, and I thought it was so beautifully put. She said that although many of the religious teachings perhaps are shifting and even um, breaking down a little bit perhaps, Behind them are the uh, mystical truths that are always going to be there and are basically based in the nature of the planet and the universe. And they all, from every uh, religion, the truths behind them all match up and are in agreement. So there's so much that's going on that is so beautiful. And we are in this transformational time. On one hand, it seems so chaotic, but on the other hand, it's an opportunity for us to truly co create the universe we want to see, the life we want to see. And in this process, it's about letting go of what doesn't serve us anymore, perhaps letting go of old values, perhaps old systems. And it's kind of like being on a roller coaster, you know, prepared for what's around the bend. And when we do practices that ground us, and I do have an upcoming class about uh, such practices, when we do practices that ground us, that allow us to be here in the now, then we are able to be in the world and not of it, um, to live in a way that we can still hear those life-changing moments and connect with them so that we can hear the message that is in the moment for us. Let me see if there's anything else here I want to share about this. Um, In this lecture, it was stated that each kingdom kind of grows out of uh, the next one. For example, the mineral kingdom and the earth grew into the vegetable kingdom. Uh, grew into the animal kingdom, grew into the human kingdom, and we are now growing into the spiritual kingdom. And I have a philosophy, well, philosophy uh, came to me a couple years ago that some of us, such as myself, that have been on this path of spirituality for some time, Others have been on the path of living the human life. And I think these paths are coming together now because um, instead of meditating two to four hours a day, I'm now doing radio shows. And instead of, um, you know, people who have been just living uh, the family life, many are going into spirituality. So I feel that these two uh, directories, two different paths are coming together. So I hope that you will take time to go into nature this week and truly enjoy what it has to offer to feel the coolness or the heat on your face and the wind and just to see the the skies. Um, it's just a beautiful experience. So remember about nature all right so we're going to take a little break here and then we'll come back and i'm going to be talking about our children and ourselves okay see you in a minute
0: do you find it difficult to be present to all that is going on in the world right now. Sharon Wyckoff offers a four-week class introducing participants to four simple practices that help you stay positive, allowing fears and negative emotions to dissipate and support you in living in the present moment where beautiful life-changing moments happen. Visit theartoflivinglife.org for more details. Learn an easy and simple way to meditate, chant, and use mantra to support you in living a happy and successful life. Take action and make a change today that can shift the way you look at life, the way you live life, and the way you see yourself. Visit theartoflivinglife.org And sign up today.
1: Welcome back to Life Changing Moments. And during this segment, I want to talk about um, our children and ourselves. First of all, um, as I mentioned earlier, I am a mother of three amazing young adults. I have been a teacher. In fact, at one time I had a reading by a, a, a spiritual man, and he said, you have 900 children attached to you. Well, I hope they're not attached. I bless them all and send them on their way so they can live their own life. But uh, it was kind of a an aha moment that I have touched the lives of so many children, and I think it's because of the challenges I had as a child. I just was not listened to. I am in a home with two loving people, um, smokers, drinkers, and I wanted to talk about Bible, and they wanted to talk about fishing. And um, so there just was kind of a disconnect. But my grandmother was wonderful, and we had a beautiful connection. So I believe my a lot of my work about listening to children is because I was not listened to as a child, and I'll go more into that. Um, it goes actually back into my experience uh, in my mother's room years, you know, decades ago before I was born, about when all this started. So anyway, we have a lot always to process in life. So anything I say about children... Um, if you are a mother or a parent or a teacher you'll be able to apply it to the children in your life but if you are don't have children in your life i invite you to just know that you can still make a difference many times in a grocery store i will connect through a glance with a child and we will share a moment of connection that the parent may not even know about but it's so touching and so special and also I invite you to take these things on and look at your own childhood and see if you were listened to. So listening, um, one of the eBooks that I'm in the process of revising and hope to get out there on Amazon is called The 10-Minute Miracle, Listening to the Older Child. Listening to a child says, I care about you. What you say is important and what you say matters to me. And I have seen so many times when listening changes life, literally. And I will share them during this program and in my books and classes. I'm going to share one story with you today that is just so touching to me. It happened over 40 years ago, but it's as live today as it was then, although I don't know exactly the words my daughter said. So many years ago, my daughter was two and a half. And she had been talking since she was 18 months, so she had some vocabulary. But she started hitting me with her doll, and she would hold on to the feet of the doll, which were hard, as were the arms of the doll and the head, but the soft body uh, of the doll um, was there too, of course. And she would take the two legs of the doll and hit me with them. And I would say be gentle, mommy is not for hitting. And I repeated this more than I wanted to. And it went on literally for a couple of weeks. And so I had heard about the idea of play therapy. So I went to the bookstore and I found a book actually called Play Therapy. And I looked uh, this last week online and I don't see it there, but there are many play therapy books there. So what I did... Uh, what play therapy suggested we do is that you set up an environment for your child child to be in, and just allow them to play with the toys that are available to them, and you just sit back and see what happens. And I was expecting for an hour, you know, session here, and I had made sure that I was the only one at home with my with my daughter. And so I, you know, brought her into the room and she started playing. And all of a sudden, I mean, within 10 minutes, she said, bad mommy, bad mommy. <laughs> and I was so taken back because I tried to be a really good mom. And she said, bad mommy. And I said, why? Why is mommy bad? And she just said, bad mommy, bad mommy. So I let it be. And then. I don't remember the exact word she used, but what she let me know is that I had blamed her for something she had not done. It breaks my heart to even speak about it now. Um, and I said, oh, sweetie, I am so sorry. I am so sorry. I will listen to you next time, and I will be more careful. And I reassured her over and over and gave her a hug and another hug and another hug. And from that moment on, she never hit me with the doll again. So, uh, and I have so many stories like that, uh, that just really makes a difference when children are heard. And as I read that poem, I'm not going to read it all again at the beginning, though. If children live with criticism, they learn to condemn. And um, I'll tell you another story. Yeah, um, I wasn't going to share this. I hadn't planned to. My other daughter, actually, you know, back in the age 40 years ago, sometimes we did hit the child on the bottom. I do not recommend that today. I talk to children. I have talked to children since this incident. But my 3-year-old, she did something, and I gave her a little tap on the bottom, not very hard, and she came over and hit me on my bottom. And said, "Money hit, I hit." Oh, my goodness! That taught me a lesson for sure. So, when children live with criticism, they learn to condemn. When they live with fear, they learn to be apprehensive. So, so important. So, I invite you to in your in your na- in your quiet time, perhaps in your times of reflection. Um, look back at your upbringing and see if you were really listened to as a child. Were you nurtured? Were you loved? And if so, you know, how do you show, share that today? Um, and if you weren't, you know, you can. we can learn to nurture ourselves, to love ourselves, so that that, um, those, really deep wounds can be shifted and um, let go of. We can be a parent to ourselves. We can be our own best parent. So, um, going back to this time on the planet these times of transition we are being called to really be true to ourselves and oftentimes when we grow up in a situation where we are not really listened to where we are not supported in being who we are perhaps we have been following um Uh, a spouse um, taking on their values. Perhaps we've been really immersed in a teaching taking on their values. At some point, we may be called to step back and say, hmm, I thought that this was working for me at one point, but now it's not. I need to rethink the way I am in this situation. And this is the time that this is happening, very much so, to many people. So I just pulled this off my website. It's a little writing that I did some time ago, and I just want to share it with you, share it, um, because it's. I think I was in, in, encouraging myself to listen to myself, and I hope this is inspiring to you. It begins, what is it nudging you to do? What is it inspiring you to be? Begin taking just a few minutes at first to deeply sit in quietude and enter into your inner palace. Listen with curiosity. What do I hear? What do I notice? What is calling me from this inner voice? What is my inner guidance? Your unique inner palace or inner guidance is a gift that just keeps on giving. Give to it your time and it will give to you your life. So I invite you to really think about your own situation. And is there something you want to shift in your life so that you can be more of who you are and also be present in the moment? When we are true to ourselves, we are really present in the moment so we can see those life-changing moments that make a difference. Um, Sometimes the life-changing moments can really change the direction of your life. They can open your heart, as I've mentioned before. They can be shared with extreme joy with another person. So another poem that I um, have a story behind, which I don't think we have time for today, but I'll just show you the poem that was the end result of this. And it's, uh, now is the time. Now is the time to see with new eyes, to hear with new ears, to feel an open heart, to think with a quiet mind, and to speak with caring compassion, and act with a new understanding. So those are some of the things that I wanted to leave you with. Let me see. Um, what do I have time for one more thing here to share with you. Let me talk a little bit about Qigong and what happened to me this summer. Um, Um, I had an incident where I was not doing well and needed to call on some assistance and found the teachings of Master Lin at springforestqigong.com. And um, since then have been doing Qigong on a regular basis. And they encourage us to really to live in fields of possibility they call it different, five different um, positive emotions. And I've been always talking about fields for the last 40 years. So I just think of it more as in uh, like a field of living in a field of peace or a field of um, harmony. So I invite you this week to um, perhaps, be aware of finding a life-changing moment in your very own life, Um, to take the time out, to live in a field of harmony, to live in a field of peace, and to find life-changing moments. When you're in the now, those are possible. Those are probable. And in the midst of that, you may find fear turning into faith. Not knowing into knowing, and anger into love, and judgment into joy. So I'm going to leave you with that today. Please visit me at theartoflivinglife.org. Theartoflivinglife.org. I have more inspirational um, quotes on my website. And also, you can leave me a blog note right here at, on BBS Radio. So thanks for listening to the life changing um, moments and I will see you next time. Bye for now.